0: It's an interesting experiment we got going on in America right now with a whole bunch of different things. California, one of the laboratories of democracy, the biggest laboratory of democracy in the country, is going to try something that I think sounds crazy to most of the country and to many Californians. That's giving free health care to illegals. I swear. What now? What do you must have? I must have misheard you. I I thought a plane went by or something. It sounded like you said free health care paid for by U.S. citizen taxpayers to anybody who snuck into the country.
3: Gary Dietrich is a longtime political analyst and friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. He's a nonpartisan guy. He's uh, involved in I3, Inspire, Inform, Involve, uh, and joins us now. Hello, Gary. How are you?
4: Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, this is sending the proverbial shockwaves once again like California has so many times over the years. For the first time ever in U.S. history, adults who have come into the country undocumented are going to receive fully funded state health care
3: at the expense of california taxpayers many of whom are struggling to get by it's it's astounding That's, that's a fine point but whether you're struggling or not doesn't
0: mean i need to give you that money it's got nothing to do with me whether i got a yacht or i'm poor why do you get my money you snuck into this country and you're sick how's this poll gary have you seen
3: anything recently
4: well there hasn't been any polling on this guys interestingly you know to to back up so people understand how this happened, the California state legislature has to produce a budget by June 15th. This is part of that budget. And so, you know, importantly, as people understand, adding their home budgets, when you create a budget, whatever you put on the plate, that means something else monetarily can't be paid for, can't be put, you know, in that budget as well. So I think, guys, that's where the rub's going to be. The numbers are these. The first fiscal year, that takes effect uh, January one halfway through this fiscal year, and it's estimated that in this fiscal year will cost $100 million. So the first year they're estimating this is going to cost $200 million, and of course, in the minds of many Californians, you know whether they're opposed to it or not, uh, that's going to be $200 million that wouldn't be spent elsewhere.
0: Well, I got a bunch of questions about that. but be, So have you seen any polling on this? Do most people in California like the idea of free health care for illegals? I
4: have not seen any polling on this, Joe. I just, I would find down. it
0: hard to believe... That even in California, a majority of people support that.
4: Well, in general, you know, as you know, California has been a hotbed of debate over what's going to happen to those who come in illegally and what kind of benefits they're going to receive. So, this specific item is going to be very interesting because this will be something that, you know, this isn't just a one time deal, by the way. This would be, grant these folks from age 18 through up until they're 26. Benefits throughout that entire period of time. So this expenditure is likely to grow significantly over time. Well,
0: of course, they we always all, do. Uh, yeah, I was going to point out the ages.
3: That the the two hundred billion dollars uh, or two hundred million dollar price tag or whatever is uh, ridiculously low, um, especially given the fact. And and Gary, there's absolutely no um, there's no arguing this. That if you want more of something, subsidize it. If you want some less of something, tax it. And I would say uh, not only uh, would illegal, uh, undocumented, whatever term you want to use, uh, illegal immigrants in other states be fools if they don't flock to California, but if you're in some third-world country and you don't come to California, I think you're a fool. This is an enormous incentive to lure people. It's the best thing you could do for your family. Yeah.
4: Well, there's undoubtedly going to be pressure in other states. You know how this goes. California tends to be the tail that often wags the political dog. There's going to be pressure, I think, twofold. One in other states, especially blue states, to follow suit. And then I'm really interested to see what happens in the next week or two, most notably when those 20 candidates hit the debate stage for the Democrats in a couple weeks. Does this then become another rallying cry of what must happen nationally? One other piece of this budget that's very interesting is, of course, the Obamacare individual mandate was tossed out in 2017 by the Republicans in Congress. This would reinstitute that mandate in California alone. So you would be fined in California if you do not have medical insurance. And this is part of the the part of the funds, by the way, where these uh, where the subsidies are going to come from that are are, are newly initiated for the undocumented folks. So
3: Gary Dietrich is a nonpartisan political analyst. Go ahead. So is the governor of California, Gavin
0: Newsom, such a unicorn riding uh, believer in utopias that he thinks this is a good idea just in his bones he believes it or is this a crass political calculation that look the future of American politics is which party gets to own the Hispanic group if it votes as a block the way the way black people have done for decades and I'm going to be the leader of making sure Democrats have Hispanic the Hispanic vote for decades to come is it that Or is he a utopian? Does he actually believe you can craft a world where everybody gets everything and the taxpayers will just stick around and put up with it?
4: Well, I have not asked him that specific question, Jack. I'll have to put that on the agenda for the future. But you know, I I think the I think the question is: Are you a
0: liar or a moron? That's the question. Hmm. (laughs) That's the way I'm phrasing it.
4: (laughs) I don't think I'm going to ask him quite that in quite that fashion. I, I think I'll maybe tone it down a bit. But but here's the thing, guys. Here's what we know for sure already in the first six months of the Gavin Newsom gubernatorial administration in California. And that is that whatever happens in Washington, almost reflexively, is going to be opposed and done the opposite in California. And so, you know, eliminate the individual mandate, put it on in California. I mean, there's no question that Gavin Newsom has set himself up as probably the anti-Trump in chief nationally. Now, some would say, boy, that's, you know, he really set himself up too early to run maybe next year, but certainly in four years, he is all in on the presidential race. No way state.
0: that's a winning national issue. If it is, I honestly have to move to a different country, and I don't know what countries are left which don't believe in socialism. But there's no, if the nation thinks health care for illegals is a good idea, we are truly, truly done.
4: Holy crap. Well, let's, make a, let's make a distinction, Jack. As you well know, there's two parts to any presidential race. One is winning your own party's nomination. The second is winning over the nation's vote. And so, you know, what we're seeing, for example, here in the 2019, leading up to 2020, I mean, people are just climbing all over each other, as you know, in the Democratic primary process to out-progressive many of their compadres. And we even saw a big move, as you know, with Joe Biden in the last, in the last week on that, on the Hyde Amendment. So is, is it past political calculations to win his own party's nomination down the road? Who knows?
3: Uh, Gary, I'm going to call on you to uh, do, uh, Jack, using a lot of uh, strong terms here, a lot of insulting terms. There's no need for it. Let's keep this high-minded. Uh, so it was, I believe it was in the 90s that Cal Unicornia passed, was it Prop 187, which was the one that said, no taxpayer-funded social services for people who sneak in to the country. Was
4: that? Yeah, that was that Prop was, 187. That, that, that one, as you know, that was under that was way back when under Governor Pete Wilson. And that was but that was what that, the know, '90s. Yes, and okay. that was when that was when this whole debate really surfaced very intensely in California, and the debate was political, not just policy, because the question was: Is our Republicans cutting off their noses to spite their faces because they're taking such a strong stance? And the first real big public statewide one on illegal immigration
0: well so but that, the public agreed with it that they, they vote the, there was a vote to no we're
3: not going to give services to illegals so the courts overturned it but that's where we were politically at that time. right and here is my actual question so how does the most populous state in the union go from that in a couple of short decades to There is not a single Republican holding a statewide office. They haven't come within a sniff except for the insurance commission or whatever that is. Um, And something as as unthinkable not long ago as free government-funded health care for illegals passes or gets instituted. How did that happen?
4: Well, you know, I guess, supposedly on a macro scale, Joe, you could say, you know, our, our entire nation has drifted one way or the other, has it not? I mean, this whole concept of red and blue states didn't even exist 30 years ago. All of a sudden now that's just taking, oh, yeah, well, of course we have red and blue states, and they're getting more deep red and more deep, deep blue. So is it just that? One thing we know for sure demographically that the state of California has become far less, has become far more uh, people of color. Uh, the Latino vote has grown substantially. The Latino population in particular has grown substantially. That is undeniably true. So, whether those particular folks representing interests that they believe are reflective of their own political interests and those of their community, whether that's it or whether it's just part of the giant national political schism, you know, is for political scientists even way smarter than. Than uh, those at the graduate school that I will not name uh, talk
3: about <laughs> right uh, Gary Dietrich uh, went to the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard, or so he claims i haven 't seen the paper, so I want to see the long form diploma uh, gary it's it 's always great to talk to you uh, you know we 'll stay in touch uh, if if no opposition to this arises and it does so far there 's not, then I would say not just and this is me, not you talking, Gary, but I would say not only conservatism but adulthood practicality and realism are dead in cal unicornia and and it's just gonna the biggest go... state in
0: the country which often leads the politics so. right
3: it's just gone completely insane thanks gary good to talk to you all right talk to you guys soon bye-bye all right yeah this
0: this one is so astounding it's like i said you just you have to give up or 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 start a new country somewhere <laughs> i don't know what it, that doesn't believe in socialism it's beyond socialism
3: though and how can well, you Well it's global socialism. So if, nearly, if anybody who sneaks in gets taxpayer funded healthcare.
0: And I don't understand that I guess if you don't have another political party, nobody challenges on you this you on this. But in California, nearly one out of three homeless people for the entire United States are in California. Right. Those for are good reason. A lot of those US citizens. Mm-hmm. They're lay, they're laying on the street at night, not getting anything or whatever, and you know, maybe you agree with that, maybe you don't. But then money's gonna be spent on illegals for their health care. Right. Thousands of homeless vets, for instance, in California. Right. And, and listen, So you don't have money for homeless people, and you do have money for illegals for health care.
3: This is very short. I'm going to read this to you now just so we can move on to something else next segment. But uh, this is a nice note from Amani. I can't see how free health care for illegal aliens could possibly be popular. This must be infuriating to all the American citizens in the state who are struggling to pay for health care for themselves and their families. Many of these American citizens have to scrape and save to pay for their insurance because they're not rich by any stretch, yet make too much money to qualify for assistance. We could finally see the major backlash at the polls, which I think is long overdue. Well, and we got a note from somebody else the other day who's paying a god-awful amount every month with an $8,000 deductible. Oh, man, I thought be- mine was high. Before their insurance kicks in at all. And now, You barely have insurance if you have an $8,000 deductible. Hey, hey, stupid. Yeah, I'm talking to you taxpayers in Cal Unicornian. Hey, stupid. Your tax money is now going to anybody who snakes into the country while you struggle to pay your bills. We got a text. Now, obviously, that was sarcasm. I have nothing but sympathy for you and me and our plight. But you've got to get active on this. Got a
0: text yesterday from somebody said, can I renounce my U.S. citizenship so I don't have to pay for my health care anymore?
3: Which is a uh, a good one. Sure. Go, Go to Mexico. Have yourself a couple of margaritas, maybe a street taco. Come across the board. Sneak back in and and live large. That is something
0: Our Text line 415-295-KFTC.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
4: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: A study that just came out found that it's better, this is serious, better to be born dumb and have rich parents than it is to be born smart
0: and have poor parents. That's what they found out, yeah. Yes, it was an eight-year study of the Trump children, apparently. No. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. Even you know, I question the methodology of the study? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I, I, I think you're better off being smart no matter what, um, just in terms of the way your life's going to turn out. Happiness <laughs> wise. Yeah. But, yeah. The only reason to be smart is so you can become rich. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there are way too many studies of, of, uh, uh when people throw around happy success, whatever, they mean how much money you have yet. All right. studies show that that doesn't make people happy. Right. right. Which, so it's interesting that we regularly traffic in that assumption
3: right yeah i just i don't know i I get so tired of the whole um the uh, the whole narrative of envy the whole you know who's got it better and who's at an advantage and the rest of it as as thomas Sowell put it so brilliantly if you take two children from this from the same household same upbringing, same economic level, same education, same everything. They're going to have wildly different outcomes. Anybody who's ever raised kids or known kids knows that. You can't ensure the similar outcomes for two children from the same family. So the idea that there's something wrong across a country of 330 million because some people have advantages, some don't, they're unequal outcomes. That's just – that's a, – a, what color is the sky in your world it's fine it's okay go out and make your life it that's that's a it's freedom it's exciting it's wonderful that's not bad you don't want to live in some sort of dystopian horror where everybody's forced to be equal oh my god as long as the rules are fair go out and play Kevin Durant's a way better player than you know uh, the other guys on the court. He's just gifted. But that's okay. The other guys will find their path in life, and they'll be happy. They have found the world's richest,
0: uh, most expensive painting. It had disappeared. <clears throat> Everybody knew who had it because uh, MSB, the uh, guy who runs Saudi Arabia, had purchased it. He just couldn't remember where he put it. But nobody knew exactly where it was. But I hate when I do that.
3: It, Honey! Have you seen my fishing license? Why would I know where your fishing license is? I don't know. I just thought maybe you'd seen it. Oh, do you know where my Renoir is? (laughs) I haven't seen that either.
0: Speaking of envy and money and stuff like that, it's kind of funny. Clearly, MSB, who runs Saudi Arabia, is the guy, the sort of guy. I mean, he makes Trump seem like nothing in terms of, I need to show off. Right. Right. And... Makes Trump look like Warren Buffett. It turns out the world's most expensive painting was on his world's most expensive yacht. Ah, that's now, nice. So on the world's most expensive yacht, you go into one room and there's the world's most expensive painting. Mm-hmm. Although, to a certain extent, if you got enough money, th- there's, a, there's a picture right behind Joe. It's a stupid picture. I'll give mm-hmm. you $500 million for that. Okay, now it's the world's most expensive painting. Wow. And I get to brag that I own the world's most expensive painting. Right. Isn't that kind of weird? souls in there... It's yes! the world's most expensive yacht and painting because you paid that much for it. Right. So it's kind of odd. Self-fulfilling, I yeah, get it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, it's a Leonardo da Vinci. There's only 16 of those in the world, and he's got one of them on his ridiculously expensive yacht. A $450 million painting on a $500 million yacht. <laughs> what do you think the insurance payment for that is? <laughs> and he's supposed to be the great reformer there that's going to. <laughs> Please. You know, it's da Vinci's famous dogs playing poker. Yes, it is. It's yet another Jesus painting. A lot of Jesus paintings. It's the only way you could get uh, get any money back in the day. The only way that anybody would support you to be an artist. Sure. The church would support you to be an artist if you were painting all kinds of religious stuff. Jesus right. and kings. The Bible! Really. Jesus, uh, right. kings. and yeah.
3: Maybe uh, paint a little uh, landscape on the side just to keep yourself amused. But then it's back to, you know, the Madonna and child. So. Madonna.
0: Madonna after her first album before she was a 60-year-old harlot. Right. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> Young Madonna. Um. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
5: Boy, I'll tell you. It's on. Biden and Trump taking off the gloves in Iowa. Oh, God. We got another black eye for the Catholic Church. And Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper rumors are flying once a game. No.
0: <laughs> Do they think they're fooling anybody? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: 50.
4: I guess I'm
0: not going to vacation in the Dominican Republic this uh, summer.
3: Come for the warm sunshine, the clear waters, the Gulf, uh, cold cocktails, and stay for the sudden-onset lung infections and baseball shootings. Random poisonings or whatever's happening there. Nobody's exactly sure. Tell you what, your sunny third-world nations, you're, you're striking a bargain. You're buying, a, like, an anti-lottery ticket. Chances of something ugly happening are very, very small. Uh, but they do happen. And the Dominican, right across the uh, border from Haiti there, it's, uh, it's it's in good shape Are as they, a country. Are they still
0: claiming that the, is it three Americans that have Four. dropped Four. dead? Four, Four. Americans Four. that have dropped dead or are all
3: unrelated, just right. coincidence? Well, and a couple of them died, like, suddenly after having a drink from the minibar. Right.
0: Yeah, there's some weirdness going on.
5: Obviously. And, of course, the government is saying, no, 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 our autopsies show that all natural causes. That, that's what killed them all. And uh, the families are going, no, no right. way. Wow. Well, uh, Biden and Trump are at it, so
0: let's get to it now with Marsha Phillips.
5: Yeah, it is on in Iowa, speaking to reporters outside the White House today. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders was responding to reported, prepared remarks from Biden. Both Biden and Trump going to be in Iowa making campaign appearances today. With Biden reportedly ready to call Trump an existential threat to the United States. Sarah Sanders response: right.
2: The idea that he would say that the president uh, poses any type of threat is truly laughable considering he was part of the administration that allowed Russia to interfere in our election. He was part of the administration that allowed Iran to uh, continue to flourish.
3: God, no, I, I, oh, he's going to get us into a nuclear war. He's a madman. No. You're seriously pushing that narrative. On a macro level, though, I just,
0: i i, I got to believe that most people, there's some die-hard cable news talk radio fans, I suppose, but i got to believe that most people just hear, it's like children bickering. It's just, right. I just don't think it lands any punches, makes any, scores any points no. of any kind.
5: No.
3: It's
5: going to anyway, be, so, wow,
3: wow, Joe, hey, honey, Joe Biden, I heard him say right? today that, Trump poses a real threat to America, and I started thinking, oh, maybe I ought to vote for Joe Biden said nobody in america but then trump fired back with some other stuff and
0: then said biden did this and then yeah i just having a good time joe i'm not sure it scores any points with anybody
5: yeah trump is going to be doing a fundraiser in the western part of the state of iowa biden's going to be in the eastern part for events in three different cities i'm wondering about crowd size I'm wondering how this is going to start playing out you know visually god this early yeah Um, i'm looking up at a
0: quote it was a stunning display of childish childishness from joe biden what is he talking about there you have any idea?
5: I do not. Talking I about Trump. Oh, okay. yeah. But these are all the prepared remarks that have leaked out already to try probably and get some early uh, responses from Trump. It's probably what it's designed for, to get the, uh, get the battle going. America's bishops are under a lot of pressure to deal with sexual abuse by priests as the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops meeting opens up today. The three-day meeting in Baltimore is under a cloud already because the group's current president... Cardinal Daniel DiNardo of Texas is accused of not doing enough to stop a priest in his diocese accused of abuse. That'd be a shock. So they are going to be getting together. The uh, DiNardo's also accused, also accused, (coughs) of being slow to respond to reports of sexual relationships between a priest and a female parishioner. You had three priests,
3: uh, high-ranking priests, resign in West Virginia Uh, yesterday or the day before, because they were accused of... uh, of enabling that bishop's predatory and harassing conduct, they're all aware of it. They're all covering for he each other. He was giving
0: them money and gifts, right? Right, and, they and were they're fine to, with it. I mean, how how more how much more corrupt can you get than that? You're giving cash to someone to keep their mouth shut right. about you molesting children. And again, I hate to use the term molest. I don't know what this guy actually did, but oftentimes it's raping children, and they call it molesting for some reason. But so this guy's a pedophile priest. He gives money to people and they keep their mouths shut. You are completely soulless. You're in the business of saving souls. You're supposed to be, you know, closer to understanding that than the rest of us. And I I almost think those people are worse. So this guy's got a, a sexual compulsion that he needs to get a handle on or stay in prison Uh, uh, of being turned on by children. You don't have that, but you're willing to keep your mouth shut for cash. I think you're worse than him. Mm. You're worse than he is. You just sold your soul for cash. How weak is that? God, the Catholic Church is just shot through and through with people that have no morals whatsoever. They have no compass. Mm. It's amazing.
5: Here's a shocker. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's hit film, A Star is Born, may have caused Cooper's recent breakup. That was my jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was reported last week that Cooper and his supermodel girlfriend had split up, and new reports say that Cooper was emotionally absent while filming the movie, which made them drift apart. Mm. All right. Anyway.
3: Yeah. I heard uh, Lady Gaga talking about that the other day. She said, look, we we're acting. We worked hard at it. We wanted you to watch the movie and think we we're madly in love because our characters were. That's it. Do you get mm-hmm. it?
0: Mm-mm. No, you're doing it.
3: Jack is uh, <laughs> respectfully disagreeing. And method acting it. is also a form of acting.
0: You, you, you put on the clothes of the person that you are, you are intending right. to, to portray. How, how in often, this case, the love interest of how one How often your your uh, experience do to, uh, to actors and actresses who... Or really trying to pretend like they're in love in movies and plays end up doing it.
3: It, uh, it it's very hard to prevent. It, it right, almost sure. and, and Jack for listeners not familiar with this, I recently completed oh, yeah. a role in a major motion picture. I'm I'm playing the dad in a fabulous family uh, comedy and comedy drama dramedy. Um and uh, and uh, and having acted in many roles through the years, uh you almost need one of the people in that romantic pairing on screen or on a play or in a play or whatever. It, it you almost need one of those people to have an active dislike of the other one to prevent going further down that road than either one of you is comfortable. You just you can't play with those chemicals day after day, scene after scene, the best you possibly can before your brain says, "Wait a minute, I know those chemicals." Now it's time to. Now you want to go. You want to go see her. You probably ought to go see her again because it's making you want to make babies. Plus, you're usually pretty people. Well, right. And so, yeah, there is some attraction there. That's why. It's, seriously, <laughs> yes. it's useful to have an active dislike for the person to get past that. Then it's real
5: acting. In your NBA finals, the Warriors beat the Raptors in Game Five, one hundred six to one hundred five. But earlier in the game, Kevin Durant got injured.
3: Kevin Durant gets up and he is limping badly.
5: And people are cheering. Oh. Really? Oh. That's what you're doing after the game tomorrow. Yeah, that was
0: that was rough. It didn't last long, yeah. but uh, the well, the, cheering in the was Toronto rough.
3: Raptors, several of them, turned to their own crowd and said, "Stop it! Be quiet!" Actively waving with their hands. Yeah. Don't do that. Which was nice. You know, f- fans are idiots, drunk idiots a lot of the time. <laughs> Trust me, I know this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's one dude, one dude in the front row. Like under one of the baskets at the the, the baseline, who as Durant was laying there in pain and and emotional misery, going bye bye, Wow. bye bye, with a wow. big smile on his face. They kick I you want out of the him arena. found. I want him doxed. I want idle, idiotic death threats on the Internet because we were discussing yesterday, now, now everybody gets a, a death threat, whatever ever that is. Nobody's going to kill anybody. I wish um,
5: security would have kicked him out and then the players could have waved bye-bye to
3: him. Yeah, yeah. I, it, 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 he seriously ought to be drummed out of Canada because Canadians are uniformly, they, perhaps the nicest people on Earth. Well, that wasn't Canadian
0: nice when no. a pretty, uh, pretty large group of people were cheering yeah. Durant being hurt. I,
3: I will give a roar of, oh, my God, oh, you know, I'll, I'll excuse that. Because, you know, you got 20,000 people having the same reaction all at once. But actual cheering, nah, that's wrong. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong
5: and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation.
0: I'm just, I've never understood that either anyway as a sports fan. If I'm rooting against the Patriots and Tom Brady gets hurt and we win, I don't enjoy it as much. If you want to be the best,
3: Jack, you have to beat the best. And if you don't beat the best, that's, then it's it's hollow. It's
0: not quite as exciting, is it? Anyway, anyway. Uh, uh Megyn Kelly agreeing with Bill Maher about the state of uh, politics and um, and uh, and left the left, not left as a direction, left as a political <laughs> ideology. So we'll get into that coming up, among other things. I hope you can stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: show a lot of people want to join a
0: gym but they're no, they don't think they're in good enough shape to go to the gym I've got those stats coming up in just a moment that's uh that's not a good way to live your life of course I forget you know when you're when you're when you're younger or you don't even need to be younger if you're if you're single and on the prowl to a certain extent life is different it's sure just a, it's a lot different yeah every aspect of your life is an opportunity to meet somebody so but more on that in a second um, do you know who Megyn Kelly is?
3: Got blood coming out of her, whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, she was a big Fox News presence in the evening, an opinion oh, show.
0: She was sometimes the number one show in all of cable TV. Sometimes right, right. she'd be Bill O'Reilly now. Did
3: she, now. she take O'Reilly's slot briefly? When he
0: left. When he I left? I think so. Anyway, yeah, before and, Tucker. Anyway. And, and uh, Fox offered her $100 million, Yeah, and she went over to N- MSNB, or NBC for nearly as much, failed, got all her money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and is now on the sideline. Sounds I like guess. succeeding to me.
3: She got what yeah, I pray I for agree. every single day. Yeah, oh, Lord, I, let me be humiliated for a large pile of money.
0: Yeah, she did not get ratings and the show didn't stay on. I did no, Nobody but an idiot should
3: use the word fail. <laughs> yeah, me, it depends me, on your I goals. Failed.
0: I got $80 million.
3: <laughs> depends on your goals, your ego, what's important to you. You know? I You're, would always that, uh, to, you're all. You hypocrite. You're always lecturing people. Money isn't the only measure of success. Oh, it's not. Lots it's absolutely
0: measures. not. But she I'll wanted you, to connect with the hearts and minds no. of the American people. And she you. failed. I'll tell you what's an even stupid, stupider measure of success than money. Yes. Is having a successful TV show.
3: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's even a stupider measure of success. You should be ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. You should claim, no, I, I sell crack to school children. She's no, so- seriously. No, I've seen you on TV. No, listen, I push drugs to kids. At least with money you could say, well, I'm gonna, you
0: know, I'm gonna open a charity, I'm gonna do this, that, I'm gonna give opportunities for my kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. You can't make any good argument for your interviewing some stupid celebrity on your morning TV show. I'm very famous. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Anyway, so Bill Maher, who has his show on HBO on Friday nights, and I've always been a big Bill Maher fan. We are different guys politically, but I think he's completely honest about his beliefs. And uh, and he sometimes goes against his crowd and gets booed.
3: Calls out his own side, yeah, which takes guts.
0: Anyway, here's a little Bill Maher.
3: And I think a lot of this
1: um, far left political correctness is a cancer on progressivism. I think when you when you talk to to Trump supporters, they are not blind to his myriad flaws. But one thing they always say is he's not politically correct. I don't think you can. Uh,
3: Underestimate, overestimate how much people have been choking on political correctness and hate it. There were two studies about this recently. It was in the New York Times, front page story a few months ago. It was also in the Atlantic about a year ago. The vast majority of liberals in this country hate it.
1: They They think political correctness has gone way too far. No one likes to be living on eggshells.
0: Boy, that's really good. I don't yeah. think you can overestimate the extent to which people are choking on this whole political correctness thing. That is... God, that might be 90% of Trump's appeal, is that he stood on stage and said something that we've all been told you can't say, Mm -hmm. and he did it anyway, and and it just makes you think, yeah, screw you to all you people who say I can't say that.
3: Right, right. I would say that attitude applies to virtually every single human being I know in real life that uh, that topic has ever come up or anything close to that topic has come up. They all agree with Bill Maher right there. This is just crazy. The the climate of fear. If you step outside of that, it's like an ultra orthodox, like that those goon squads they have in Iran that beat women if they show a little hair or whatever. Um, we've got that in America, and it's the political correctness crowd, and they try to ruin you, ruin your job and your uh, your career or whatever because you say the wrong thing. Nobody likes that.
0: That was really good. That's one of the reasons I've always liked Bill Mars. He he says stuff like that, but. And, and what we can't underestimate the extent to which so many people, including people on the left, are choking
3: on this whole political correctness thing. They hate it. We do. So, almost all of us hate right. it. And here's a question for everybody. In, in your real life, think about your friends, your coworkers, your neighbors, whatever. If, if one of your neighbors, I don't know, maybe they're a person of color or they're gay or whatever, if, if they said to you or another one of your friends, hey, you know what you said? That was kind of hurtful. That hurt my feelings. Wouldn't that other person say, wow, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry about that. Or, or in what way or whatever. It, doesn't that describe virtually everybody you know? So what is the need for the uh, the Sharia law enforcement squad of political correctness? There isn't a need for that. I mean, you got some lunatic like Klansman. Isn't going to respond to, hey, that was hurtful, but the rest of us will. I'm telling you, there is no need for these angry virtue signaling maniacs. They are a cancer. It's disgusting. And that's their whole thing is trying to show each other who's more virtuous and who's more hardcore and fundamentalist. We've talked about this before. You go, you're in Pakistan. Some young couples getting stoned for kissing before they're married, and everybody rushes out of their store or their home to throw a stone because they're terrified that people won't think they're devout enough and they'll be next on the receiving end of the stone. So that's what we're seeing now, and it's 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 Awful. Well, Bill Maher had
0: a network show on ABC politically incorrect for years, and then he said something uh, about the hijackers after 9-11, a
3: that which was politically incorrect,
0: that was incredibly politically incorrect and lost his show because people did the whole going after the advertisers thing. And that's one of the reasons he doesn't uh, agree with anybody trying to go after Rush Limbaugh or whoever. For similar sort of ways. He wants people to be able to say what they want to say. And then you either watch or listen or you don't.
3: Yeah. Trying to silence people is a coward's uh, strategy. You know. It really is.
0: I've been looking for a place to work this story. And th- this was one of my great moments in life of understanding, like, herd mentality and, and uh, political correctness or, or something. I don't even know what it is. Human nature. The sort of thing you were just talking about on a really dumb level. So I'm working at this bar. I'm the disc jockey at this bar. It's a nightclub. And it plays... This is what, last week?
1: <laughs> this is in
0: the early 90s. Yeah. And it plays rock and roll and, and and like, the earlier hip-hop stuff. Like, you know, we'd play uh, Bust a Move, we'd play ACDC, stuff like that, and people dances or stuff. Yeah. But country music was getting huge. And, and Garth hit the scene and all this different sort of stuff. and, the, and the, but the bar owner realized correctly that there is way more money in being a country bar. So he flipped it to a country bar. And then that first night that I was the disc jockey of it now being a country bar with the exact same crowd. I mean, because this is a small town and I know everybody. I've known all these people for many years working there. It's the exact same crowd. And we had debated whether or not, were we still going to play like some? Like, will we still play Taking Care of Business or Rock and Roll All Night or whatever song? You know, it's a rock song. Yeah, yeah. You know, at midnight, we'll throw in a couple of songs like that. So I was wondering about that. So I'm playing country music. Everybody's out there dancing the country music. I throw on the first notes of an ACDC song. You shook me all night long or back in black or something yeah. like that. And people rushed me. Like, it was just insane. I can still picture it in my mind. Yeah. People rushed the DJ booth and were jumping up on the booth and like, trying to swing at me and screaming at me for playing a rock and roll song in the now country bar, which was exactly the same bar. They didn't even change the decoration. Oh. Same stools, same carpet, wow. same lights, same people, <laughs> same DJ, wow. same DJ booth. Brilliant. And I played one rock and roll song and people rushed the stage. Like And the look on their face, I can still a picture a couple of these people that i'd known for years the look on their face of anger what are you doing oh. just they were incensed wow and i've always so, wondered how does that fit into all this stuff with like political correctness or no this is the right thing to believe now or it it's just it's weird so have you made sense of it Can it's you, it's got something to do with that no, no, no. We've decided you're not allowed to use that word anymore. What? What? No, gay marriage is okay now. What? You're against gay marriage? You were against it. Like, he was against it two years ago. I don't care! I mean, right. it's the same sort of thing. The tide has turned, the group has decided this, and there's no going back. Right. We're, we're going to pretend the old thing didn't even exist, I guess. Wow, well,
3: maybe the term herd mentality, just, that's exactly it. I don't know If what you are not running with the herd, you are to be... I don't know, stamped out or I've
0: always something. been amazed by that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it means something,
3: but I don't know. Yeah. Well, it absolutely <laughs> does.
0: Dude, you, You've I've seen you at this bar every Saturday night for the last four years. You requested this song two weeks
3: ago. <laughs> and we said we couldn't play it because we're, uh, yeah, anyway. Why are
0: you acting like I punched your mother?
3: Yeah. <laughs> mother punch. Mother puncher. There you go. There's your boy. That is that is just crazy. <laughs> I
0: know, I know, oh. and I feel like the same sort of thing is going on now. Oh, did you see? I didn't tweet this out yesterday. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll fit it in next hour. Beto O'Rourke. Did you see what was on his placard in front of where he was sitting in Iowa this weekend? Oh boy, this is good stuff. Stay tuned.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The
5: cat
1: by visiting musicgives.org.
2: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.